You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. Right, Sean, we've got our clock started, 15 minutes. Let's talk about something today that a lot of golfers struggle with. And they typically think, and we're talking about shoulders and how they move in the golf swing. I and mean, when you talk to most golfers about shoulders, they think it's all rotation. Like everybody thinks shoulders is just a rotational element. And you're leaving out a key component for not only better rotation, but better overall shoulder movement. And when the shoulders move better, the arms, the club, all of those things move better as well. Yeah, I think that's a, an overlooked aspect of the swing is the, the motion of the shoulders, especially how they tilt on the backswing. You know, I, growing up, you were, I was always taught to make a level turn. It was like beat into my head to make a level turn. And the shoulders really shouldn't turn on a, a, a level angle. They, the left shoulder immediately should start going down uh, towards the ground. And that helps so many things as you start to move the club away and turn them flat. You know, it's probably one of the main reasons people start sucking the club inside and swinging it over the top. Yeah. So let's, let's paint a picture here. We'll, we'll go through the swing and paint a picture of what good shoulder movements look like. So let's first make the, make the point that the shoulders aren't connected, right? Yeah, they're independent. They're independent and they're not really connected to the torso. And by that, I mean, if, if you've seen any 3D movements, most 3D systems that measure, you know, what the golfer does in space can't capture what the shoulders do independent of the torso. So we see this all the time in lessons. We see it when we're talking to golfers through emails or, or on any of the social media uh, channels that golfers think that the shoulders and torso are all turning together and it's not the case. You can do that kind of, you know, swimming motion or windmills with your arms and your shoulders have a tremendous amount of range of motion independent of what your chest is doing and that plays a big part in how you move the shoulders in the backswing not only rotation it's actually we always refer to it as like that fifth gear for speed like the hips turn and the chest is going to turn more than the hips and then you have the shoulders even turning more than the chest most golfers aren't tapping into that extra gear and it's a big source for speed so let's with that in mind let's kind of paint the picture here at setup what do we like to see the shoulders do at setup? So, you know, obviously you're, you're bent forward at a dress. We always talk about bending over a fence. And what I like to see is the shoulders just relaxed and kind of forward on top of the chest. I think, you know, for, for a lot of years, again, I always go back to what I was taught was to, you know, that you wanted to have the shoulders pulled back and pinched and pinched the shoulder blades together. And it, that probably could be the worst thing you could do at a dress. Now you want to bend forward from the hips and have some, some good structure in your upper body so you're not super rounded in your upper spine, but let the shoulders relax 
kind of hang on top of your chest. And it's going to give you the ability to have a lot more kind of range of movement and allow the club to start moving away better. We've done some videos on lead shoulder adduction, and it's basically the, the, the left arm for right-handed golfer, how it moves across the chest. And we talk all the time that a lot of golfers are more than 90 degrees at setup. And a lot of folks don't understand how that's possible, that your arm can be more than 90 degrees. And it's because of what you just said. That, that angle is measured from basically the spine to the shoulder to the elbow. If you have your shoulders pulled back, which is uncomfortable for a lot of people, it's not a nat- yeah. nobody naturally pulls their shoulders back in line with their torso. Then you're going to be around 90 degrees. But when you get in a golf posture, certainly, or if you just reach up to catch a, go- a ball somebody tosses to you, your shoulder is going to protract forward and that angle is going to increase. So from, from face on view, that left arm still may be pointing out 90 degrees kind of relative to the frontal plane of your chest, but that shoulder is actually moved forward, which is increasing that angle. So you can set up with as much as 95, 98. We've seen a, a professional golfer set up with a hundred degrees. It's how that shoulder moves in its socket. It's, it's that protraction, that forward movement of the shoulder that makes that angle move. And, you made a good point. The shoulders don't need to be shrugged or pulled back. They should be relaxed and kind of moved forward. And I think that's the athletic setup that you're looking for. Now, from a face-on view of that, you're going to see the right shoulder for right-handed golfer lower than the left. But that's not the same as the spine tilting way to the right. I got a story for that one too. So (laughs) uh, I've had all the bad golf lessons. So when you look at a golfer, especially now that we look at them on gears, what Mike is referring to there is, you know, most of the good ones just set up with the spine fairly neutral and the slope of the shoulders happens. You know, you see that for a right-handed golfer, the left shoulder is a little higher than the right. There's some angle there that happens just because the right hand is lower on the club than the left. What a lot of people do when they see that angle, they start adding tilt of the spine to the right and they shove their hips to the left. So now they've got the whole spine tilted to the right and the right shoulder lower than the left because they think somehow that that's going to help them get into the top in a better position. The problem with that is at the top of the swing, and we'll go over this in another episode, you want the spine to be straight. So if you're tilting to the right to start with excessively with your spine, you're just putting yourself in a spot where you have to undo that as you make a back swing. And the more I look at swings and play golf, the more I'm like, okay, we're trying to make this more simple, not more complicated. So what Mike Mike's referring to there is right. You know, just let the right, the shoulders be relaxed, right hand lower on the left. That gives you your tilt. Don't tilt the spine to the right um, to increase that angle. Yeah, you, you pretty much have to, and we use the Gears 3D system, you pretty much have to look really hard to find a pro who does not have the center of his chest on top of the center of his hips. They all still have shoulder tilt because, again, the shoulders move independently, and it's because that right hand is lower. But we really don't see much deviation, and we're talking usually less than an inch of the upper spine tilting way to the right or away from the target than the lower spine. We see that in amateur golfers all the time, but we don't see it with pros because, again, they're setting themselves up to move explosively. And when you start tilting these angles to start with, you really hinder your ability to do that. So yeah, and you're absolutely correct, and, and it hinders your ability, you know, in th- in that regard to start using the ground correctly. And we'll go over that in some different episodes. But the way you set up 
initially that that uh, either programs in or programs out athleticism. That's exactly right. And you made a great point with the ground. You really limit your ability to take advantage of those ground forces. And every golfer, if you want an easier, more athletic, more explosive, faster golf swing, you can you can do the swing with muscles or you can do it leveraging the ground. And one of those is a lot of fun and easy, and one of those is very difficult and will make you pop Tylenol at the end of the round. So the, yeah, the, you're the, tired and yeah. Exactly right. So and that most of that is set up before you move the club. So you can really kind of start to hedge these things in your favor before you move the club. All right, so we got a setup dialed in. Now, right off the bat, as soon as the club starts moving, what do we see the shoulders do? So from a from a down the line view, you know, you'd start to see the left one kind of move down toward the golf ball. Right. So immediately you should start seeing some tilt to the shoulders. And I'd say, you know, that's a top top five swing fault. You know, if I'm looking at swings over the year, just with higher handicap golfers, they immediately start to flatten the shoulders out as soon as they take the club away because it, they the ball is on the ground and they're trying to hit it hard. So they immediately make what I, it's like I call a sledgehammer move. They, they stand up and flatten the shoulders because they feel like, that's how they're going to put more force coming down on the ball. And they do it, but it starts looking like an ax chop. So that they're missing the idea that the, the tilt happens instead of standing up right away in the backswing. Yeah. I mean, it not only from down the line, but face on that, those mm-hmm. shoulders start, if the right is lower than the left that's set up, they switch very, very early before the club is parallel. They've switched. The left is now lower to the right. That does a couple things for you. One, it kind of, it's almost impossible to do that correctly and still do kind of the low and slow takeaway. And we see that a lot of time with golfers who are thinking low and slow. It keeps that right shoulder lower. The club starts to get pulled inside. The club hits thing low to the ground. And then you're left with a lot of turn and the club really below your waist. So the back half or the end of the backswing just becomes this massive arm lift. And then you're out of sequence you got all kinds of issues on the downswing. Probably one of the most often um, faults with swing playing that we see with golfers is in the takeaway. And it's that club getting pulled inside and under the swing plane because there's not enough elevation. Now, you can elevate it with purely lifting the arms, or you can elevate it by starting to tilt the body and tilt these shoulders to pull the club up on plane. That's the preferred way. And if you don't get the tilts moving correctly, you're going to struggle with plane. You're going to struggle with path. You're going to struggle with sequence coming into the top of the swing. And all three of those make the downswing very difficult to do. No, absolutely right. And, you know, I think you made a good point about the low and slow. I think when, when golfers start to hit it bad, they think they need to slow things down. And a lot of times, slowing it down in the beginning of the swing makes you suck the club inside and turn the shoulders flat. Cause there's none of this dynamic movement that you're looking for in this first part of the swing. So uh, a lot of times just food for thought, slowing things down doesn't uh, always make things better. And sometimes it makes it way worse. That's exactly right. All right. So we've through the takeaway. Now we're entering the top of the swing. What do we okay. want to see as we're moving into the top of the swing? So I'll talk about just the right shoulder for a minute. So, 
I think you made a point in the beginning about a lot of golfers are in general think that the shoulders are locked together with the torso. But what we see is once that torso completes its turn, and let's say, you know, you've got your, your hips, your torso, and your shoulders, and we have to load those at some point on the backswing for maximum power. So I'm turning back. I'm starting to turn my torso against my hips because they ran out of range of motion. And then that last piece that I think a lot of golfers miss is that right shoulder kind of pulling back in the socket and, and loading um, behind you a little bit. But that doesn't mean you take your arm and pull it as far behind you as you can get, but there's definitely the right shoulder needs to pull behind the head some. And a lot of golfers aren't aware of that they need to do that and they just don't know how to do it. Yeah. So if, if you want to feel what Sean's talking about, put both of your arms out, just keep your chest squared. Like I always say, I have golfers just kind of square up to a wall. Keep your chest square to that wall. Put both arms out in front of you like Frankenstein. And just retract. Keep the arms in front of you and just pull one shoulder back, extend the other shoulder forward. Most people that we've measured are looking at an extra 25 to 35 degrees of rotation when they do that. In the golf swing, that's what's happening at the top of the swing. The right shoulder is moving forward. Or excuse me, the left shoulder is moving forward, right shoulder moving back without pulling, like you said, without really throwing that elbow behind you and chicken winging it at the top. We don't see that enough with amateur golfers. And again, it goes back to that fifth gear for speed. They're missing that extra rotation in the shoulders that they can use in the downswing. Yeah, I think the more, the, 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 maybe the moral of this episode is you have to start differentiating between what the torso and the rib cage, we'll call it the torso, does and the shoulders. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I thought for years that they all moved in one unit. And it was disastrous for my swing. I lost clubhead speed. I lost the feeling of like athleticism. It just basically turned it into a, a block of wood. And that's what I felt like. Yeah, exactly right. It, it, there's a sequence to movements, right? You, if you just think something simple, like, you know, having a, a rope tied to a, a, a rock and then, you know, you're twirling that around a stick or a pencil or something like that. Like there's a sequence to those movements. And when the inside of the, of that sequence, when the, the proximal parts of the body, the, the close to the core parts of the body are out of sequence. We really miss that kind of stair step, that changing of the gears, first, second, third gear. You don't want to try to go from first gear to fourth gear. You're not going to move very quickly. You want that progression through the gears so you can really accelerate at the right time. And we see golfers oftentimes will skip a gear or keep it in second gear or, you know, they just don't go through the progression of the gears and, it's you're leaving a lot of yards on the table and we all have access to those gears. And it's, it's a big light bulb moment for a guy in a lesson when they actually start to feel it. You see the smile, you see the, the glow on the face and the smile when they, Oh, that's that extra gear that I've been missing. And they really start to tap into it and it becomes a lot more fun to move faster and easier. Yeah. A lot of times I'll just have them set up in their golf posture and hold a golf ball in their right hand. Like, how would you throw this hard into the, you know, into the ground basically where the ball would should be. And they turn and draw the arm back about where it needs to be. And I say, well, if you were going to throw something hard, that's where your arm needs to be. And then usually when they do that, they start to figure out, okay, I, I see what I need to do because, you know, I can tell them all day long, but unless they get a feeling that they, they're not going to be able to 
to A, do it, and B, repeat it. So once I talk to them about the throwing motion of the trail, the right arm, they, they start to they start to get the light bulbs going on in their head. Yeah, it makes sense for them, right? So we're out of time. This is a hugely important topic that we want to do its, we'll come uh, back to it again. Do its justice. So we'll come back yeah. on the next episode, talk about more about what happens in the downswing, talk about some drills that these guys can do to improve their shoulder movements. So anything we want to cover, Sean, before we take off? I think that's it. If you're enjoying these, uh, please leave us a review uh, over on iTunes and click subscribe. We're trying to help as many golfers as we can, and uh, you can help us do that. Guys, we'll see you on the next episode for part two of the shoulder movements.